Thank you for joining the latest edition of the International Accounting Education Standards Board audio podcast. I'm Keith Bowman, chair of the IAESB Consultative Advisory Group and moderator for the discussion. Today we'll provide an overview of the IAESB's meeting held in New York City from November 4 to 6, 2015. With us are IAESB Chair Chris Austin, Deputy Chair Anne-Marie Vitale, and Education Board Member Greg Owens. Thank to, thanks to all of you for being here. Let me start with Education Board Chair Chris Austin and ask him to make a few opening remarks before he discusses the consultation paper on the IAESB Future Framework. Thank you, Keith. Uh, well, let me thank board members and advisors and the IAESB staff for organizing our board meeting over the last two and a half days. We've had a really productive time in advancing our strategy and work program activities for the period 2014 to 2016. Uh, Two-thirds of the way through that work program, we've achieved an awful lot. Uh, previously, we'd concluded the revision to IES 8 and the new framework to accompany the revised IESs. At this meeting, uh, we focused a lot on finalizing supporting material to support the implementation, which we'll hear a little bit more about in a moment. We also had a very good set of discussions about the future strategy and priorities for the board taking as our starting point what the emerging trends are in the accounting profession and the implications of those trends for accounting education. We will shortly be putting out a consultation document for comment over the next three months. Um, we'll, this will set out a five-year strategy for the board with some proposed priorities that we're fairly confident that we need to take forward in enhancing existing standards and developing work, particularly in the areas of continuing professional development and professional skepticism and professional judgment. Uh, secondly, we'll be setting out proposals for areas where we think there are gaps that need to be explored and potentially addressed with either standard work or supporting material. And third, we want to take forward what we've already started a little bit with not just supporting material for the standards, but thought leadership contributions. One of the products of uh, this board meeting is uh, a very interesting paper about entry requirements for professional accounting education, which we propose to issue in its own right. Uh, so that's uh, what we've covered in this meeting. Uh, I should also recognize that uh, two of our board members left at the end of this meeting. Kazuo Hiramatsu from Japan has been a board member for six years. Um, he was involved in an awful lot of our uh, revisions project work and maintained really good contacts with Japanese authorities. And Sajiwa Mudaliga from Sri Lanka has left at the end of his uh, three-year term. Um, he's also been involved in some of our important revisions work and helped organize a very impressive conference on financial reporting for economic development in Sri Lanka with CAPA last year. Uh, they'll be replaced by others. Um, I think I just finished by saying that we've got a really diverse set of talent from around the world from different aspects of the profession in both board members and advisors and that's enabled us to develop the body of work we've done so far. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Now I will invite IESB member Greg Owens to share some details 
regarding the International Education Standards Maintenance Project. Thank you, Keith. So the drafting working group presented the output from the standards maintenance project, and that included a review of the revised standards, the framework, and the glossary definitions. As part of that review, uh, we looked really at issues around consistency within the body of standards, and we also highlighted conforming changes and non-substantive changes that needed to go through those documents. During the actual meeting of the board, the board itself confirmed it was happy with the standards maintenance project process, and that was particularly important as it was the first time we'd gone through this particular initiative. The board then, then went on to review the proposed changes and also to make some additional amendments to the documents and proposals. During the final day of the meeting, the board actually approved the final proposed standards maintenance changes, and that package of documents will actually be released shortly as an exposure document with a 90-day comment period. Keith, back to you. Thank you, Greg. And I'll offer Deputy Chair Anne-Marie Vitale a chance to give us an update on learning outcomes guidance. Thank you, Keith. Well, it was another highly productive board meeting where the mindset and actions of the board were quite clear. Serving the public interest and producing a work product with the member bodies and other stakeholders top of mind. To that end, the suite of implementation guidance for adopting learning outcomes approach has been finalized and will be published before the end of this year. The board appreciates the comments received on the consultation paper, um, all of which were uh, considered and of great value uh, to the final uh, product that's gonna be delivered. The suite of guidance, which is most effective when read together, consists of the following. It's the value proposition, really a description of the benefits of learning outcomes approach from the viewpoint of multiple stakeholders. The guiding principles, a description of the principal elements of learning outcomes approach covering the elements of design, assessment, and governance. Illustrative examples, which are the implementation guidance. And these are examples of discrete aspects of learning outcome approaches undertaken by member bodies, illustrating the application of the guiding principles in practice. And then following the staff question and answers, really a reference tool that highlights the areas of the IES as relevant to the implementation of learning outcomes approach with explanation of terminologies using the guiding principles and also reinforces and explains relevant statements contained in the IESs. So the suite of implementation guidance will be published as I'd indicated before the end of the year. We appreciate all of the member bodies and the stakeholders comments that have been received and look forward to additional input from member bodies on future projects. Thank you, Keith. Thanks for that update, Anne-Marie. Greg, can we go back to you to provide some information about IESH support materials for implementation guidance? Sure, so in terms of IS8, as a reminder, it becomes effective from July 1st, 2016. So as a board, we felt it was really important that we had sufficient support in place to help all of our stakeholders join that implementation process. As part of that, the IS8 implementation task force presented to the board a frequently asked questions document, which has been prepared really to help that whole range of stakeholders, which includes not only IFAC member bodies, but audit firms, engagement partners, and it may also be of interest to regulators in the audit field. Uh, the proposed document was presented to the board for comment, and we took on board a, a range of comments from the board, all of which were extremely helpful and produced a really great final document. Um, the task force then provided an updated version of that particular document, and it was approved on the final day of the meeting. So that document will be published shortly. Uh, IFAC are working with us to ensure that it is a, in a suitable vehicle for release and should, again, be really helpful for those people who need it. 
thanks for that interesting information, Greg. Uh, now, Chris, before we wrap up the podcast, would you like to offer some closing thoughts? Yeah, thank you, Keith. Well, we very much look forward to feedback from all of our stakeholders on the consultations that uh, Greg and Anne-Marie have referred to, uh, and particularly on our future strategy and priorities. Uh, we'll also be in the market for feedback on the implementation support products that will be uh, issued. Uh, it's clear from the discussions we've had at this board meeting, as in our previous ones, that the environment for the accounting profession continues to be dynamic and challenging, and there is a lot of interesting work ahead to ensure that the international education standards and the supporting material remain current for accounting education and enable us to serve the public interest. Thank you. Thanks again, Chris. We've reached the end of the November 15 edition of the Education Board's audio podcast. My thanks to IAESB Chair Chris Austin, Deputy Chair Anne-Marie Vitale, and Board Member Greg Owens for being with me today. The IAESB Consultative Advisory Group will hold its next meeting in Johannesburg, South Africa, April 11 and 12, 2016, followed by the IAESB, which meets there April 13 to April 15. All meetings are open and members of the public may register as observers. Registration closes one week before the first day of each meeting to allow time for attendees to be registered with security personnel. More information, including multimedia resources like videos and webcasts, is available on our website, www.iaesb.org. To locate our podcast, go to the meetings page of the Education Board website or visit iTunes and search for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. I'm Keith Bowman. Thank you again for listening, and please join us again in 2016.